What's going on, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back with best friend Josh. What's up? For another episode of the N Squared Podcast Live. Coming to you today, November 20th, 2023, at 6.31 p.m. Cool breezes at 62 degrees out there. Clear skies. <laughs> I mean, look at we are live, so technically I mean, yeah. it works out. But all you audio <laughs> listeners, whenever you listen... You know, like just pretend it's a radio show. Right. Pre-recorded. Yeah. There you go. So anyways, we are coming to you from the week of giving thanks. It is Thanksgiving week. Um, we'll, we'll call it White Monday since the work week ends on Black Friday. So we'll go through the color hues, right? So Wednesday will be gray. I mean, I guess. Fucking, okay. yeah. <laughs> what 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 would that make Tuesday and Thursday? Off-white and almost black. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, it works. I yeah. mean, they're both technically gray, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's unfortunate timing that we're podcasting right now because there is a huge game on Monday Night Football. It's the Eagles versus the Chiefs. It is uh, a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, even if we get one viewer. Like, I just want to know what's happening right now. Right? <laughs> um, the game just started, like, right before we went live. Damn. Yeah. So, well... So, for the listeners, at least, once we get a viewer, we're going to be berating them with questions. What's going on? Yeah, no. <laughs> Snark won't even show up until the game's probably three quarters of the way over, at least. I don't know. I can't blame him. Yeah, no. Uh. <laughs> um, I just made my hair worse. Uh, anyways, I got a haircut. Nice. But before we get to that, what's up? What's up, what's up? What's up? I did the tongue, too. Bruh, I've been playing yeah. so much Call of Duty. Oh, dude, so much Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah. So, how many hours uh, have you put into Modern Warfare Three? Josh got Modern Warfare Three, by the way. Uh, Finally picked it up. What last Thursday? Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. And then okay. pretty much just started playing Saturday because I had to let it update. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was there a lot of updates? No, it was just like the initial patch update that they do not fuck now fucking days. You know, how much? How, how much in total storage? Did it take? It takes up roughly like for 200. You. Yeah, like 200. Yeah, same for me. But the thing is, it, it overwrites over the Modern Warfare 2 uh, you know, file. Yeah. So it didn't add like another 100 gigs. It just added whatever was left over that it needed. Yeah. yeah. Um, how long? Okay, so you borrow internet from your next door neighbor. <laughs> cool uh, guy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jesse. Um how long did it take you to download the game over Wi-Fi through um, brick apartment walls? So, including download and playing games like online while I was downloading it, mm -hmm. for about three hours. Damn. That's a long time. Yeah, but still, when you think about it... <laughs> Next time, I'm just going to let you... I'm just going to let you borrow my, <laughs> my fucking 50-foot um, <laughs> LAN cable. Oh, man. And then well, that's what it's called, right? A land cable, Ethernet. Or no, Ethernet. Yeah. yeah, I'll just let you use my fifty-foot Ethernet. <laughs> I think they're only like twenty bucks at Walmart, dude. 
Honestly, though, like, my internet works great. I think part of the reason it took so long was because I was playing games while I was downloading. It probably would have been, like, an hour. Two, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say an hour shorter. Yeah. Which, honestly, is not bad. No, it's not too terrible. I thought it would have taken me, like, fucking five. You know? I thought so, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I can check. What? The handy dandy PlayStation app, and it'll tell me how many hours I've put in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to put my phone on silent. No one needs your bullshit Netflix. Oh, that's lame. It's not going to tell you? Well, it tells me, but because it's overwritten on top of the oh. Modern Warfare 2 yeah. file, it gives me the hours included. But it just updated from like 2.30 to fit 2.00. 250. So 20 hours? Roughly. That's way more than me. <laughs> I'm on vacation, dude. Well, but you're not also just solely playing multiplayer. You've also. Oh, yeah. I beat the campaign already. I did uh, two runs of um, zombies. Mm-hmm. The first one we ended like at 45 minutes in. Wow, that's pretty quick. Well, not pretty quick. Mine was pretty quick compared to yours my first uh run through of it i well, think you yeah. got to exfil right yeah that's an hour away roughly i didn't play for an hour really yeah i played for like maybe 30 minutes dude because they're um when you enter it tells you when the exfil is gonna happen yeah there's no way that was an hour-long game really yeah because like the two i went in with a party of four um total strangers and two of them died within like 15 minutes and then it was me and that other guy just like well i don't know what the fuck to do and he's like got your six (laughs) okay but yeah i don't know maybe he did something to speed it up or whatever but maybe he already knew like where to go for the helicopter and all that shit um he showed up like i said to like help me kill off the boss or whatever, and then he was gone again. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, because when I went in for the second run, like, I, I noticed a timer, like, five minutes in, and it said we had, like, 50-something minutes left. Maybe like, you have up to that. Maybe you can finish stuff earlier than that, and then you get called. Huh. You can call out. Maybe. Because, like, I mean, I was looking through the map to see where the expo was at. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Maybe I just didn't know yeah. what it looked like. I have no idea. Um, so what did you think of zombies? After giving it, because, like, we, t- we, me and him discussed it after the first time I played it. Because I came over to his place on Saturday. Or I came over here. And on Saturday, after I had, you know, gotten a few hours into the game. Mm-hmm. And the first go-around, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I felt like the game was very confusing. And they had no real direction. Yeah. After going to the second time, uh, second round, I still feel like it's confusing and has no direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I understand it a little bit better. Yeah, zombies is like it. Well, again, I'm only speaking from one go at it of experience, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems really complicated for a first timer. 
Yeah. Like, I've never played DMZ, never played Warzone. I'm like, what do you mean I have insured weapons? Like, what is this bullshit? Uh, I know, it's fucking... You know? So, like, all those mechanics and stuff aside, the zombies are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The dogs are really cool. Um, did you see, did you see any? Oh yeah, I ran into a Yeah. Did you know you can get one as a pet? <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, apparently there is a dog house and you have to kill zombies and like rummage through what they drop. You'll come across one that drops a piece of meat. You can carry that piece of meat with you, find the dog house, throw it in the dog house, and then that zombie dog becomes your friend. What? Yeah. Does it actually like go in games with you? Yeah. Well, it goes in. It, it continues that game with you. Oh, so it's like a one one time per yeah. match. Time. Yeah. So that zombie dog, hellhound, whatever it is, uh, protects you and stuff. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but it does have its own health meter too, so you have to watch out for it. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you know you had abilities too? <sighs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have abilities. Okay. Some of them are actually kind of cool. Is it operator based? No, it's just okay. You when you go into the like, like pre-game, like pre-match loadout screen, you can you know check uh, check what weapons you have and all that. Yeah. You can check your backpack, whatever. You can. There's also at the very far right abilities. Okay. There's this one where you can freeze enemies. One that leaves like a bomb on the huh. floor. Okay. Uh, one that gives you like full armor and then zombies like you know constantly go towards you. Oh. It's to like get them off of like sure yeah your your teammates yeah and like you know um getting kills regenerates armor or something like that I think that's what it said okay and regenerates the timer some shit like that and then there's one that just straight up heals everybody Mm -hmm. you know so yeah. There's some strategy to it. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of think because it's an open world game, there's not going to be that much strategy involved. It's just, in my opinion, Josh, in my opinion, you don't got to give me the, oh, you don't know shit eyes, okay? Um, In my opinion, as long as you're all communicating with each other, that's it. That's the strategy. If you go in there with people who aren't mic'd up or whatever, you're going to have a much harder time because you're just going to go off of... uh, Kind of like their movement cues or the basic, um, uh, the voice commands or whatever. Yeah. Um, like when I went in there, it was like a couple that were playing and the guy not mic'd up and me. But the couple that was playing were like high or something. So I wasn't even trying with them. You know? Um, but yeah, like. And you know me in, like, my gameplay style. I'm, like, a fucking, uh, what, a bullet bill from Super Mario Brothers. I just fucking go. Yeah. That's all I did, and I made it out fine. I did the <clears throat> objectives, you know what I mean? Um. Like, um, like, the reason I said there probably is, there is some strategy, strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Is, um, because, like, when I went in, I went, it was just me and two other guys. One guy just fucking dipped. Gay. (laughs) (laughs) 
So and one I, guy dipped. Yeah, one guy dipped, and the other guy actually stuck around with me, and we went running around. And then when I actually like paid attention to like the map and like the areas, mm-hmm. there's a, uh, you know, there's zones. Yeah. On the map, you know, once you get to zone two and three, that's where everything gets a lot more fucking difficult. Yeah. Well, like they throw in the mercenaries and different zombie types as well. Yeah, the frequency or like the amount. Yeah. Of zombies also increases. Um, you get a lot more zombies with armor. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find those to be much of a problem. Not until you get into like zone three. And Even I, then. You get to zone three, the purple area? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What weapon were you uh, using? Whatever fucking, I think it was. Oh, did you pack a punch twice? I didn't do shit. You didn't pack a punch at all? I didn't pack a punch. I didn't use a crate. Because I didn't know how the money system worked or whatever, mm. right? So it was like you need uh, some kind of energy or something. So the energy is basically like the currency, the yeah. essence. Essence, that's mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, smash. What? Uh, dang, we've been talking for quite a while. There's no audio? What the fuck? Pull up your phone. How would the audio not be on? We're not muted. Yep, no audio. What the fuck? now okay we are back after some youtube technical difficulties fucking youtube fucking youtube well you know what at least smash was an og right telling us hey there's no audio right thank you smash yeah Yeah, thank you uh once hopefully people start trickling back in um the, the good news is for the audio only podcast, <laughs> y'all got the audio. Y'all got to hear what we were actually discussing. Yeah, and now I need to paste all the links back into the chat. So go ahead and continue your thoughts on um, uh, the zombies. <clears throat> what, okay, where did I leave off? I left off at. Um, mm. It was me and that one guy actually, that guy actually stuck around. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, because I was asking, so what were you using that in the purple area, level three? The armored zombies weren't giving you trouble. Yeah, armored zombies were not giving me trouble. Um, I used, uh, I don't remember what, it, it was like a basic weapon loadout thing. Yeah, the only reason I asked is because I actually went in with an uh two pack of punched guns. One insured weapon, which is fucking dumb, whatever. And uh, another insured not uninsured, you know, one that you, a weapon that you just found find out in the in the wild. Uh-huh. I picked it up, pack punched it, and I tried both weapons. And for the insured one, it was an LMG. Hold on. Uh, let's change the microphone setting. Is that loud enough for you, Smash JT? <laughs> All right. There you go. 
change that up a little bit. Our microphone setting is very fucking high. I don't know how much higher. It's at 94%. So let me know. Here, I put it at 100. Now you tell me if that's loud enough for you. Thank you again for pointing that shit out. Um, so our technical difficulty was... Um, fucking Streamlabs decided to uh, change the, the microphone. Decided to put a bunch of numbers and random shit in as the uh, Micro- default microphone. Which makes no <clears throat> sense. Makes no sense. I'm in the hot tub, so maybe the bubbles are drowning you out. <laughs> Here, I'll turn the gain up all the way, too. There. <laughs> the gain is all the way. The gains are high. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, dude. Good times indeed. Yeah, fucking bullshit. I was getting mad, too, because we were having people tune in. Because it shows you a viewer count on the Streamlabs desktop um, thing here where I got all the mixing boards and stuff. And it was showing people coming in and then leaving. Yeah. But not one fucking person was like, we can't hear anything you're saying. So thank you, Smash. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. So let me, yeah. So anyways, the good news is on the audio only side of things, um... <laughs> fucking Spotify was recording us just fine. <laughs> <clears throat> they get to hear our actual, like, you know, thoughts on things. Yeah, thank you, Smash. So, anyways, you like zombies. We're get- This is dragging on too long. You're a horrible storyteller. Get on with it. Well, we had a fucking situation. But get on with because we... You still weren't getting to the fucking point before. Well, the whole question was, how the fuck did you do it? Do what? Fucking get into the third zone and not have issues. Dude, fucking, I got into the third zone. I think I, think I had, um, what do you call it? A fucking um, LMG. Dude, I had an upgraded LMG too. I don't know. And it took like 200 rounds. Were you doing headshots? To, yeah, headshots. To get like three quarters of that fucking zombie's health out. I don't know, man. Because, like, even when it came down to the final, or, like, the the boss or whatever, like, on the rooftop that I was doing, I had him pretty much on my own. That guy, the other guy that I was playing with when he jumped in, uh, he was kind of just doing uh, crowd control for me. Mm -hmm. And then we X-filled and easy peasy. I gotta look it up because, damn, man, I wish it was that easy. Yeah, um, I know, like, so... I don't know if it was maybe like my my um, operator's uh, skill set or whatever, but there was a vault, and I put this like vault breaker thing on it. It opened up the vault. Maybe I picked up <clears throat> another weapon in there. I'm not sure, but if I did, it was still an LMG. But you, yeah, you might have picked up uh, a high level weapon. Got to make the kids dinner. We'll be back later if I can. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, Smash. Hope you enjoyed. Um, us in the bubbly tubbly. Eh? <laughs> oh my god. And thanks for at least joining us in time to tell us. Can you imagine we're like halfway through this? Oh, uh, I would have would have just been like, look at this is just going to be an audio only podcast. <laughs> Fuck it. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, <clears throat> second go around after learning a little bit. 
I do enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Still don't think it's as good as old school zombies. No. 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 But <clears throat> it's definitely got its charm. Yeah. I wish. Oh, first of all, first of all, did you run into like the fucking giant worms shit in the ground Mm-mm. that we saw in the trailer? Me neither. I was bummed out about that. There was another thing too where it said you can have, I think it was like up to 24 people in a lobby. <laughs> well, thank you for watching, Smash. I appreciate the 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 input. The, well, uh, no, not that. The fucking um, viewership. Yeah, viewership. Oh, yeah, My yeah, brain's yeah. not working today. It's Monday. Yeah, it's not. No, it's Monday. It's a it's a holiday week. It's like. My brain is trying to get through work and everything, trying to, it's a lot. Yeah. There's also a lot of other stuff on my mind that I can't speak about at the current time, so. Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Overall, you know, I just, oh, actually, you know what, speaking about that, I did see other players in the lobby, just randomly out of nowhere. They were doing their own, like, bounties or whatever you call those things. So did you, in fact... <clears throat> Only jump in with three, like three people, including yourself, right? Yeah. So it was just us three. So did other party? Did other people join in, like after you had started? So other people, I don't know if they joined in or we joined in on their lobby, but like we, it was a separate party. But you did you see them in the lobby? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was probably just a party then. Yeah, like I mean, but you saw them. Like on actually, your screen before actually, you load it out. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. I actually saw them in the map. Oh, Shooting okay. shit up. Okay. But I didn't see them. Did they exfil? I, no, we, I ended up doing my own separate thing, like, away from them. Okay. Me and the other guy. So you can do, like, separate exfils then? Yeah, because there's different exfil locations. So is it kind of like an MMO then? Kind of. So... Anything you pick up in the game, yeah, like you know, and you exfil with, you keep. So, like, if you go in with right. no guns and you pick up, um, just guns from in the the lobby, yeah, or the actual map, you'll keep those. But like, if you lose them, they're gone. Right, you. and the ones that you find in the map and take with you, those are uninsured weapons, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Some of them are better than what you can bring in. Some of them are ass. Yeah. Just depends on what zone you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, did you use any of the vehicles? We use a few trucks. Uh, did you drive? No, the other guy did. Okay. Yeah. he Bitch. See, I, No, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, same. Plus. I didn't drive either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, it was fun. The mechanic where you can actually sh- like stick out the window and like shoot shit, that was fun. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool, too, that you could just like change seats. Yeah. You didn't like where you were. Yeah. Um, Did you know you can get on the roof? Of the vehicle? Yeah. Is What, what do you do? Like you change or do you just jump? No, like that's, the button says like, you know, get on roof. It's, oh, wow. On PlayStation, it was X, I think it was. So it'd be A on yeah, Xbox, so. yeah. Yeah, so you literally just get on top of the roof. Oh, wow. It's like if you were, you know, just, just walking on it. So you can fall off. Yeah, for sure. You're probably safe to lay down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. <laughs> that one guy that I was ended up, like, playing with, 
he just fucking um, at one point when we went our separate ways, he found a quad and took off, and I was like, "Fucking asshole!" All right, well, I guess I'm just gonna go to the objective marker then. <laughs> like, fuck. And then I had a giant train of zombies following me. Oh god. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck, okay." Yeah, no, that's where the abilities come in handy. Yeah, I just ended up turning around and lighting them all up. Yeah, but was it one of those things where you had to turn around and light, run one way? I had a good, I had like a good distance on them, but then um, as I was sprinting, I could see them starting to come from the sides. Uh, so they were almost up to me. <clears throat> I would run past them and then the line would just get bigger and bigger like that. Yeah. They would all kind of like fall in rank, you know? Yeah. So I just, at one point before I went up on the roof, um, I turned around and was just like, I think I unloaded a, a hundred rounds. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, Oh fuck. It's not stopping. They're not stopping. I know. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit though, there are, <clears throat> there are moments like that where it just feels kind of epic mm-hmm. where there's just a ton of zombies. You're just unloading. It feels like it's never ending. Is it split screen? I don't think so. Oh. Previous one wasn't really. No, it was, but you had to be logged in. Mom you could do guest, right? On Xbox? I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to try that out later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Overall, game is actually pretty fun. What about, okay, so like zombies, yeah, sure, cool. Multiplayer. Fucking dope. The more I played it. Yeah, so... The game's been, like, dragged through the mud, you know, a bunch. But I haven't really seen a lot of people, especially who are, like, mic'd up and everything. You know, especially, like, let's just say in-game. I haven't seen people in-game complain about the game at all. Yeah, no, not really. I've just run in... It's funny, because, like, yesterday when I played with you and Tony, everybody was super cordial, super cool, everything like that. Yeah. Then today there was barely any mic anybody mic'd up, and like the one match there was somebody mic'd up. It was uh-huh. on the other team. When the match ended, they were fucking going off on each other. He's like, "I'm the reason we won this match. I'm the oh reason we my won." Oh my god! like that. If they had one more kill, they would be in this. What are we fucking? Yeah. About? I was like, "Oh man!" So every time you know I got a kill on them, or I get they killed me. Yeah. I could just hear them. It was fucking crazy. You know what, dude? It is funny because <laughs> I don't know if there's like a culture shift going on or something, but all the lobbies we were in yesterday, we played for like four hours yesterday. Yeah. Um, both you and Tony were on PS5. I, I'm on Xbox. Um, you know, and of course, it's a, a, a cross-platform game. Yeah. You know, we even saw some PC people in there a bunch of times. I always look, too, because I'm like, all right, who's fucking playing? How many PC players are in right now? <laughs> How fucking of a, you know, uh, setback like, are we on? Yeah. You know? Um, sometimes people would, like, it was, like, light jabs. Yeah, it wasn't anything, like, calling each other N-words, calling, you know. Like, you're trash, thing. you're trash. Like, none of that. There was only one time I heard that. I didn't hear anyone say that. Well, that was yesterday, though. I mean, that was earlier today, actually. Oh, okay. And it was only one guy. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, like, talking about yesterday's experience, but yeah, for example. Because yesterday, 
normally I notice on weekends people are more mic'd up. I yeah. don't know what it is, but people are like, maybe it's because they're like, I'm going to play for hours. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what we did. <laughs> yeah, like they have nothing else planned. Yeah. They got nothing else going on. So, um, almost after every game, it was like, ah, good game, good game. Yeah. You know? And it was like, I don't know, man. It was like a perfect storm because I was playing with you and Tony online. Been forever since I'd done that shit where I played with friends online, like in a group, right? Like sometimes you and me would play online in um, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Uh, did we, I don't think we ever did that in Vanguard, did we? No, I don't think we did. Maybe. Maybe like once or twice. Maybe. Um, But yeah. Partied up. Fucking drinking game fuel, <laughs> and we're playing Modern Warfare three maps. I was like, "God damn, it's fucking 2007, baby! Yeah, you know, like you, you got to tell them about your uh, your experience, your your little moment when you were doing uh, Macho Man." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that was uh the first match. Go. Yeah, it was the first match we were playing on a uh, quarry. Yeah, what, what was it? Uh, was it? Domination or kill? No, it was kill confirmed. Kill confirmed, yeah. And um, I had just you know I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna do my macho man shit over the mic, um, and even the pregame lobby I started doing it. I always like like to listen to what people are saying before I just say oh hey guys what's up you know like I never do that. So someone you know previous conversations were going on. Other people were partied up too, and. Of course, dude. Of course, it was this just like hyped up black dude, you know, <laughs> and he, he was, you know, just talking with everyone. And then I listened and cue myself in and I start talking like macho man. And he was like, oh, shit, yeah. you know, and he started la like, and it was cool, too, because almost everyone on our team was mic'd up because oh, I heard I, I heard tons of laughter, you know, and then I was just. I I don't know. A man possessed. I was a man possessed. And, hey, and of course you got the whole I thought you were dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I you know, I fucking riffed on that about like nothing not even the three count could keep me down, you know, and this and that. And I only did it for one match, you know, because it's a lot, dude. It takes a lot out of you uh to be as vocally active like Macho Man as I was during that match because I was just like boom 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 and I think that's why I, I didn't play nearly as good as I normally do yeah I still just... played good but I wasn't like oh you, you Nick to, level you yeah. had to get your focus off yeah some of the gameplay to be able to like talk like that yeah yeah because you got to like think of like all the quips and and things he would yeah so mm. it was like voice acting on the go but <laughs> yeah that was really fun um everyone liked it and then of course at the end game where you see all the stats and everything that's where everyone's talking and i was still doing it and yeah that's where you hear you heard everyone like for the very brief moment the screen was up like you know enjoying it and stuff i always like doing that man because it's 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 just fun like sometimes you get people who are just like dicks about it you know and yeah. then you have other people like that time who were just like Oh, they were going cool. along with it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Asking me questions and, <clears throat> and shit. How did it come across over the the mic? 
So it did sound like because with headsets, every headset is different. Um, and it was a little bit on the quieter side, but it did sound actually pretty damn close. Like it was funny because I was it. loud as shit. <laughs> Maybe like this mic on this headset, this Turtle Beach, um, has like a a regulator or I, something. Either that, or you probably have to check the settings on your Xbox for like because there's a oh for my mic volume. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I know when I play, I can't hear myself. Yeah, no. Does Can you hear yourself when you... No. Okay, yeah. It, it makes it difficult. Yeah. Especially if the headphones... Because how does it... Like, is there... How does outside, outside sound sound with that headset on? I can't really hear anything when I have this headset on. Oh, that just makes it so much harder. To hear. Yeah, yeah. Especially like when we're podcasting, I'm grateful that the 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 podcast mic picks up my voice and I can hear my voice. Yeah. Because otherwise, if like I press mute on the podcast mic, I can't hear shit. Yeah, you'd be yelling. Yeah, you were yelling earlier. Yeah, Lock PSB says, "Hey, what's up, fellow? Yo, Welcome yo. to the show." Uh, damn, Nick. Now I'm hooked on the citrus cherry game fuel again. <laughs> Did you find a 12-pack? Did you find a case? I have I drank my first... I bought two of the Citrus Cherry and one of the, the purple one, the Diablo one. That one, I probably won't drink it. I'll just keep it for collector's sake, right? Um, but I drank my first uh, Citrus Cherry uh, yesterday when we were playing um, Modern Warfare 3 online for like four hours. <laughs> um it is so good. It tastes just like fucking junior year in high school. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I've seen 12 packs at Albertsons. Oh, shit. Wait, where are you located? You could just say state. You don't have to say city. But where are you located? Because we have Albertsons here. And I know like that chain has other names in different states. Yeah. I've been buying... Uh, twenty ounce bottles. Oh, I thought I said just said twenty bottles. I was like, oh, hey, shit, man. yeah, <laughs> L- lock ain't fucking around. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just, I think that's a twenty ounce bottle. Uh, Washington. Yeah. Oh, you're in Washington. Okay, so either it's going to take its time getting here, or we're gonna get it shortly. No, getting like the twelve packs. Yeah. I haven't gone to a grocery store probably in the last like five days or so. Um, so we'll see. I've I don't know if you guys have QTs up there. That's a gas station we have. It's called or Quick Trip. Oh, Quick um, Trip's at fucking everywhere. Well, not really. Really? Yeah, it stops at like Texas in some certain places because there's like Wawa and um fucking uh the one with the beaver on it. Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah, those places are huge everywhere else. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that's Texas, though, because I know QT is, like, huge in Georgia. Like, they're everywhere. Like, QT is, like, our fucking Circle K. (laughs) Oh, okay, you don't have them. Yeah, so that's where I found the 20-ounce bottles. Mm. Um, Well, actually, that and Fry's, which I don't know if it's, like, Smith's or something else in Washington, but... um... Fry's might be Kroger. Well, yeah, it's Kroger brand. Like everyone knows Kroger. Yeah, well, because no matter what, no, well, because no matter what, at any like Kroger associated store, they have yeah. Kroger products there. Well, yeah, no, it's because like I like since it's East Coast, mm-hmm. 
Wait, no, no he's in Washington West Coast. State. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay, yeah, no, that's different then. Yeah, so. Huh. Yeah, but they also got shit like Fred Meyer and other stores like. Um, Better shit than we have. No, it's just different. <laughs> I mean, every at the end of the day, like almost every grocery store is like the same, right? Except yeah, there's one I think it's like Aldi or something that's like fucking huge, um, or Publix. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Publix. Kroger is up here, or Kroger up here is Fred Meyer. Oh, aha, there you go, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, That's so crazy. Um, so, anyways, uh, glad you joined the stream when you did because we had te- technical difficulties earlier. <laughs> um, Streamlabs decided to just completely um, change the microphone settings on us. And uh, for a good 14 minutes or so. So, we were just like, yeah, on the live stream, no one could hear us. We also are recording the audio-only version simultaneously. That worked just fine. Um, but yeah, glad uh, you're here. Smash JT was telling us that he couldn't uh, hear us at all. And yeah, um, same thing with um, I can't remember the name, uh, but there was someone else in the chat who was like, "Can't hear." And we oh, had, it's the Alex Kano. Yeah. And then they didn't fucking show back up. What the fuck? I even put in the chat, like, restarting stream. But anyways, oh. um, yeah. So um, my Streamlabs did that to me before. Yeah, I don't. It, it was the first time. I should have. I don't know. I should have checked because I didn't even. I didn't even look down here in the yeah. mixer. Um, At least we, we know for future reference. Yeah. Check the mixer every once yeah, in a while. I, but I did, we did get a little Caesars pizza going back onto the topic of um, like XP and stuff like that in Modern Warfare. I did get little Caesars. I need to put in that code tonight. And then I need to make another order to get another code <laughs> to get the skin. the skin for the operator uh, Yeah, that has all the little Caesar shit all over them. <laughs> The box is really cool too because it has soap, ghost, and price. Um, following the Little Caesars oh, guy yeah. across across the Rust map, yeah, like that that was really cool. I saved it, <coughs> so I've got over there on the table the two um, TMNT boxes and the, uh, from Pizza Hut, and then the Little Caesars one on top of it. Um, it sucks that you weren't able to get the other two. I know, man, it fucking sucked, but whatever. Um, so we'll go ahead and stop the audio only recording right about meow. All right. And before we get any further, we just want to shout out our special sponsor for this audio and video podcast. That is hubdaddystore.com. Hubdaddystore.com not only provides you with amazing coffee, mugs and merch but they've also got brand new bar soaps and awesome holiday themed candles the great part about these candles is they come in a mug so once you're done burning that sweet delicious scented candy cane candle you can rinse out the mug and use it for your hub daddy coffee so head on over to hubdaddystore.com and enter code mustache 10 to get yourself 10 percent off your order they've got great holiday deals going on right now for all those people that you don't know what to buy everyone loves coffee and everyone loves sweet smelling candles so head on over to hubdaddystore.com use code mustache 10 to get yourself 10 percent off your order and also special shout out to our other show sponsor dubby energy 
Head on over to w.gg and use code N squared 10 to get yourself 10% off your energy drink order. It's all made in the US, heavily inspected, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors. It's great for you, and it's dosed at 150 milligrams of caffeine, unlike other competitive energy drinks who are double that dosage, and that is not good for you. Let me tell you that. So head on over to w.gg, use code N squared 10 to get yourself 10% off your energy drink order. Now, with that all out of the way, questions before we get to topics. <laughs> I'm glad he asked. Uh, yeah. He went through that because right. it gave me time to think. Oh, and also, and I'm springing this on Josh, I decided today because I felt like I was in the holiday spirit and stuff. Um, I, I've always wanted to do this on like where, whether it was the Daily Dude show or um, the Nerdy Nick um, streams and stuff. I always wanted to do a holiday drive, a holiday toy drive for kids. I'm a father myself. And, you know, my church does it, you know, you see schools do it, you go into a gas station, you see a Toys for Tots bin. Um, I decided any donations that we get throughout this month, and um, up to like the week, I say the week before Christmas, um, any donations that we get, we're going to buy toys and donate them straight up to Toys for Tots or uh, my church, especially, um, even if you're religious or not, hear this out. My church does a Christmas mall. So they, they collect toys um, for about like three weeks or so from all the members and they clear out the main auditorium. You've been to my church. You've seen the auditorium. Yeah. It can fit like 500 people. Yeah. It fits a lot. They clear it out. They throw up a bunch of tables like a gaming convention would. And they fill all the tables with toys. And all these toys are free for anyone who goes. And it's, I mean, obviously it is heavily um, geared towards those less fortunate. Yeah. You know, if you go and you have like a Rolex on your wrist, they're going to be like, hey, bro, we, we're not going to kick you out. But like, can you like think about what you're doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And there is obviously limits <clears throat> to how much people can get and stuff. I mean, yeah, they're but, trying to get all the kids. Yeah, but um, it's great. It's a great way for people. Um, and it's not just for the church members. It's for everybody. Um, it's a great way for people to give their kids something uh, for Christmas when they might not have been able to. Yeah. And the church also provides um, child care while the parents um, shop the Christmas mall in the main auditorium oh wow so you drop your kids <clears> off <throat> you get the the the, the gifts um and then you know you put the gifts in the car hide them get the kids and you're gone done wow nice so any donations that we get throughout this month and uh, uh leading up till the week before christmas is going to be um for christmas gifts for underprivileged kids and i will specifically take evelyn to the store and pick out what she thinks would be best for kids within the monetary means that we get. So if you fill it in your heart, guys, $5, you know, $1, um, anything, just know that this is going to go straight up to um, a kid who will um, 
absolutely love it. I'm almost getting, I'm not going to lie. I'm holding back a lot of tears because I think this is some, like probably the most, one of the most no, noblest things that I've done within the like social media um, gimmick. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel it in my heart. I really want to do it. And I really hope that our community will um, be a part of this um, either way. I know I'm going to do my, like my part. We get no donations. Fine. I'll still pitch in, pitch in yeah. and, and buy something um, because bro, like Christmas is just like, it's one of those holidays that, that just gets me, you know, in the gut, you know, I'm a, I'm a toy collector. I'm a kid at heart yeah. and I don't want any kid to, to wake up and, not get anything you know what i mean like yeah i know it's not just about the holidays not just about gifts but still you know um so anyways the link to that um obviously is just at the top of the chat so if you feel inclined five dollars you know ten dollars i mean two of these beers is is ten bucks right there so if you fill it in your heart guys that's all i'm asking now to get to your guys's questions sorry about getting all preachy and stuff um i just kev called says i just finished spider-man 2 was a great game not gonna lie i was making really good progress on that right before i got call of duty modern warfare 3. so i need to find a balance now because if i don't find a balance it's just going to be call of duty and that's all i'm going to be playing Trust me, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I've had that issue before. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Kev called asks, what's, it's right here. Uh, oh, okay, what's the earliest game you remember beating? So, Josh? Omega Boost. Yeah? Yeah. That's the earliest? Yeah. Because as a kid, <clears throat> NES games, I just kind of played just to play. It wasn't until one day I was actually visiting family in Texas. I was playing my uh, uncle's PS2, and he had Omega Boost on there. Well, for the PS1. Yeah, but it was, you know, you could play it on the PS2. You can play PS1 games on a PS2? You didn't fucking know Yeah, that. I did. I'm fucking pulling your chain, dude. Was, like, Jesus the, Christ. He's <laughs> like the dude that knows everything no, about I was fucking like, old school games. No, I was like... Can you not sense the fucking sarcasm here? I mean, you're pretty fucking yeah. good at yeah. acting, bro. Right. I've actually been in three films. <laughs> I have. But anyways, continue. Yeah, no. And Omega Boost. That one, it was like, what, 13, maybe 14 bosses? So it was actually pretty quick to beat it. Yeah. First game I remember actually going through all the way. Ever since then, I'm like, I fucking like beating games. Beating a lot of games since then. What about you? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know it's... <laughs> well, you're like, you should have answered with something a little bit lengthier. No, no, it. because even if you gave like a 10-minute fucking answer, it would still be hard for me because I've been, I've been fucking gaming since... Right One of my earliest memories is being a fucking two-year-old playing Duck Hunt on my parents' bed. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can still hear the 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 light gun going cling, cling. <laughs> the NES light gun 
had such a distinct noise to it whenever you pulled that trigger. Yeah. Because it wasn't just like you pulled it, it had like a snap to it. That like there was, springy there sound? There was such a, like a fucking dense spring in yeah. that gun. It almost sounded like it was gonna, like, a, like a crack, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the very first game I beat had to be Gradius on the NES. Um, it was a side-scrolling shooter by Konami. A very fun game. Um, you could, on the fly, modify your ship um, by these Ooh. little power-ups that would float around. Okay. Um, and, like, say there was a... I forgot what color they were. I think they were red. If they were red ships and, like, a string of them, if you shot all of them as they were coming at you, they would leave behind, like, one of those power-up um, tokens. And... I don't know where the vape went. It looked like it went under the... Yeah. So, anyways, um, if you collected the tokens you could save them up and the more expensive boosts and power-ups um would be unlocked you know and at the very end there was like a mystery one and stuff but i remember playing it over and over and over and over again when my parents still had the nes and they're i was so fucking mad at my parents they gave me the genesis right and i was like totally happy and fine with that um because i got it for christmas one year but they kept the NES in their bedroom. And I'm like, why the fuck does a Genesis have to be in the living room then? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I have a TV in my room. Why can't I have the Genesis in my room? Oh, my God. Yeah, but they were like, well, you know, you're going to stay up too late or whatever. I'm like, I already watched Beavis and Butthead at 11. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Holy shit, lock PSB. Tip. Five dollars towards the toys for the kids. Thank you very much, bro. I'm not gonna lie; that means a very uh, like a, a lot to me. Um, like I said, this is just something in my heart, man, and I appreciate that so much. Um, even if that's all we get, you know, uh, throughout the whole time, I my gratitude is eternal. Thank you very much for that. Um, you're gonna make one kid very happy i guarantee you that whether whether we reach one kid or 20 you made a kid very happy by doing that man thank you um it's a very selfless act of kindness um but yeah uh had to be gradius or gradius however people fucking pronounce it um we'll go with gradius because that's how i've heard it yeah yeah <laughs> um and then Locke says, for me, probably Breakthrough on the NES and no problem. Breakthrough. No, I'm thinking Breakout. What is Breakthrough? I'm going to Google that. Real yeah, quick. pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> wow, Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> Did you see that The Rock was on Joe Rogan's podcast? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think that might be, like, no lie, the biggest game. Breakthrough. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, vehicle combat game from Data East. Yeah. I always get... I'm not going to lie. There were times when I would think about Jackal. There's, It's another game like that. Yeah. And I, it was, I was actually talking about Breakthrough. And then vice versa. <laughs> I would always get the two mixed up. But that was because I was also kind of stupid. Because <laughs> when you look at them, they are different games. You know, like, how do you, how do you spell it's it? Jackal, J-A-C-K. Um, yeah. Oh, J-A-L. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Google So it. if you look up the screenshots of the gameplay. Yeah, I could see how you keep getting confused. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid and you play a bunch of games, sometimes the titles just totally go over your head. And you're yeah. like, that one game, it had this thing, and you did that, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I, I could see. Like, like, there's differences. There definitely is, like, visible differences, but... If it's been years, yeah, you're, it's easy to get confused. It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> it's like confusing Forza, and uh, what's the other one? What, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah. Uh, like in the past, a uh, little bit. I would say you could confuse Forza and Project Gotham Racing. The fuck is Project Gotham Racing? What? It was an Xbox title, like OG Xbox. Oh, uh, okay. Ugh. Yeah, I remember my uh, my friend Carlo, the one you met. Uh, he got Project Gotham Racing for the Xbox, and there was a, a mode in the game where you could like walk through your garage, Ooh. and it was like first person, and you could have a um, like a stereo playing music. And of course, the whole like one of the best gimmicks for the OG Xbox was you could download CDs to the Xbox, Ooh. and then you could play that music in games, bro. Why don't they do that shit anymore? Right? It was so fucking cool. And um, he was like, bro, check this out. He pressed play on the, the stereo in his garage. And then he went behind the stereo and the music like sounded a little more muffled. Like you were further away. Yeah. But that was because of like, do you see how real that sound is? Yeah. You know, like way back when. <laughs> it, it was a, it was what a time. I know. What a time to be wowed by so little. I know. And now it's like, I'm not impressed by shit anymore. <laughs> you know, we're fucking spoiled. Right. Um. Anyways. Uh, Why don't they do shit like that anymore in games? Right. Like, I remember, I think it was in the PS3 era. You could play music mm -hmm. that was saved onto your PlayStation while you were playing games. So... Yeah, like the same thing, pretty much. Yeah. Except with the OG Xbox, you could put in a CD and it would download the CD. Yeah, that's even cooler. Yeah. yeah. And it would take up like a shard of yeah. your fucking... Yeah. It doesn't take much. It really I doesn't. remember on like all the Tony Hawk games, um, yeah. you could select what tracks you wanted to hear from the Tony Hawk games, or you could just go to like your audio library. Oh, yeah. And do that. And yeah. it was so fucking cool. Um, but, but yeah, man. I don't know. I remember, maybe it's incorrect, an incorrect memory, but Xbox had a um, kind of like a, uh, a Pandora app, and it was called Last FM. It was Last.FM. Oh, and you could... I've yeah. From what I remember, you could play Last FM while playing games. Oh, that's nice. But I might be wrong. I, I remember, I like, <clears throat> there's a piece of my memory that's like, yeah, you could do that, but I also might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I also don't know what happened to Last FM, if it's still a thing or not. I mean, radio station stuff, like, really died out ever since, like, um, well, do you remember like when Sirius and XM were two separate companies and then they merged and it was Sirius XM? Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many people out there that don't know they were two separate things. Yeah. And you could, <clears throat> and I remember, dude, at like Walmart 
or Best Buy, you could buy a, a separate receiver for XM or Sirius, and it plugged in to your fucking uh, radio. Or no, it didn't plug into your radio. What you did was like you tuned it to a like an empty radio station, and then you tune your radio to that in the car, oh. and then you could listen to XM or Sirius that way. It oh. was so fucking old school. Yeah. So old school. Nowadays, you gotta, like, you know, if you get a car and you want Sirius XM, you gotta purchase the package from, like, the dealership or some shit. But it's already, it's, like, in your car, though. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. weird. Yeah, and they have those, like, preview stations. Mm-hmm. Like, my car has it, and I'm like... I, like, I'm kind of curious to, like, listen to it for an hour and see if it's just, like, the same loop over and over yeah. <laughs> or if it's different you know what i mean <clears throat> i just i don't see the use of those anymore bro when i had um the kia soul mm-hmm. when it was brand new it came with like a year of serious xm for free coolest shit <laughs> fucking coolest shit um like octane was my fucking station it played tons of metal that i loved oh my god that was so good um See, the reason I can't really do that is because my play, like, if you ever go through my Spotify playlist, it is fucking all over the place. Yeah. And when I listen to it, I always listen to it on shuffle. So it's always uh, all over the place. Yeah. I would say that's, like, my library on my, my iPhone. But also I have Apple, Apple Music, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So I can just pull up. Any fucking song that you could think of, and I can listen to it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, I pay for it. I mean, that, that's, that's Spotify. It's like 10 bucks a month. But it's yeah. it's worth it, because otherwise, my music library would cost me hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I mean, we're probably in the thousands yeah. now, to be oh, honest. Dude, I can't imagine. Like, mine is only, like, a couple hundred songs, and it's already, like, at 12-something hours long, the playlist itself. Cause I just throw a song. I don't like organize or anything. I just I like the song. Throw it in there. Yeah, that's it. You know a fuck ton of different artists and songs and all that shit. I can't imagine. Well, dude, look at my like birthday playlist. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> so um, I can't imagine how lengthy. So before we go any further, I'm gonna go ahead and stop the audio recording in three, two, one. All right, and we are back. So, this past weekend, AEW had their annual full gear pay-per-view um, broadcast live at the Kia Spectrum or Kia Forum uh, Arena in Los Angeles. Whew. What a show. It was great. Oh, you have it pulled up on your phone? Yeah, I mean, okay. I know you pulled it up there, but yeah, you know, so we don't have to believe Are you on AEW's website? or? I guess so. Yeah, so let's just run through the card and give our brief thoughts. I mean, like, two to three minutes outside, like, the big matches. Yeah. Because there are a select few big matches. Oh, definitely. So first up on the pre-show, or the, uh, what is it, the buy-in? Buy-in. The buy-in. They use, or a zero hour. They call it zero hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it used to be the buy-in, and then now it's the zero hour. It's probably a term they use. Yeah, so they started using buy-in back in, like, uh, 
double or nothing days. Well, like when double or nothing first happened, because double or nothing was a casino theme, uh, pay-per-view it's always in Los Angeles or no, Las Vegas. Yeah. And a buy-in is poker heavy, you know, like it's a term. Yeah. So anyways, uh, the first match was Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal for the ring of honor world championship. Um, Eddie Kingston won. My man. Yeah. It was a pretty good match. Um, but also, I don't really remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, for me, it was one of those matches where it was... It definitely fit in perfectly in the Zero Hour because it just it gave you just enough, like, you know, enthousia, enthusiasm. 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 All right, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Enthusiasm, yeah, to actually, you know, want to purchase the uh, pay per view, pay per view, yeah, but it's not super memorable, unfortunately. Right, it was like what, maybe a ten minute match, eh, roughly, maybe twelve. Uh, real quick though, Locke uh, says I have three or thirty thousand MP3s on my PC. It takes up a hundred gigs. Jeez. Holy shit. I was checking out a lot of CDs from libraries and ripping them. Dude, <laughs> fuck, why didn't I think of that? That's fucking genius. Dude, fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. Damn. That's a good idea. Stutter and stick. What's up, squares? Yo. Oh, that's right. Didn't we, we say a square squad? The square squad. Yeah. The squares. Be squad. there, be square. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. What's up, stutter and stick? Damn, Lock, that's a lot of fucking music, but that's also a genius idea, and I'm mad I didn't do that back in the day. Right? Very mad. But a lot of friends and I would also exchange burn CDs, ah. you know? Um, so, yeah, what I did like, though, at the end of the first match in the Zero Hour was um, Eddie Kingston was like, he, he took the mic from the interviewers and was like, yo, thanks for watching the Zero Hour. I know it's free and all that, but we got a lot of shit on the pay-per-view. You know, like, I'll check out the pay-per-view. Da-da-da-da-da. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, like I said, perfect for zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up was uh, uh, Claudio Casignoli versus Buddy Matthews. Um, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of conversations going on during this point in the 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 – preliminary matches before the pay-per-view uh claudio won i didn't see anything happen to be honest the only thing i did see was after the match claudio tried to shake buddy matthew's hand buddy matthews kind of looked like he was gonna shake his hand and left like a sourpuss Mm -hmm. yeah i don't remember that match at all yeah last up on the uh the zero hour was it was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship with MJF and fill-in for Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, versus the Guns, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. Um, this was a pretty good match. It was pretty quick, but one thing I did like was the spot where MJF and Samoa Joe had both of the guns on diagonal um, ring posts. Yeah. And MJF grabbed... I think it was Colton and Samoa Joe chopped Austin gun and then looked back and saw that uh, MJF already had him on his shoulders. And he was like, 
Oh, okay. So he grabbed him, <laughs> and then they both did um, muscle busters in in sync, and I thought that was really cool. They ended up winning, uh, retaining the world uh, tag team championships for Ring of Honor, but again, there was a stipulation with Samoa Joe helping out MJF, and that is that MJF has to give him a world title match. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I'm assuming at World's End, which is the next pay per view, December thirtieth. Um, but after that match had ended, the guns beat up, uh, MJF when he was alone in the ring, um, put the chair on his leg. Yeah. Stumped on the chair. So then after that point, MJF had to be, uh, you know, ambulanced to the, you know, hospital. And right as that was happening, as the ambulance doors were closing, and you got Adam Cole there in his crutches, you know, because he couldn't wrestle. That's why Samoa Joe wrestled for him. Uh, he was like, don't let them take my title, Adam. Don't let them take my title. Promise me. Promise me. Yeah. And so, you know, that that was going on. So anyways, let's go into the actual pay-per-view matches now. We have a, opened up with a great trios match with uh, the Rated R superstar Adam Copeland, a.k.a. previously known as Edge, yeah. uh, Darby Allen, and Sting. With uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair in their corner versus the TNT champion Christian Cage, bitch. Luchasaurus, bitch. and Nick Wayne. Mega bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really great, this was a good party match. My favorite thing about the whole match, though. Was the fact that when he entered, like the like the music for Christian Cage... You oh. immediately fucking called it. Yeah. And it's like this father, like this, like the whole, like. Because, yeah, the whole yeah. gimmick is like Christian Cage is like the father of the year yeah. and this and that. But he's just some fucking toxic stepdad fucking I icky know. bullshit, you know? But like, it was funny because like the music starts and like, it's like this like chorus type shit. It's a children's choir. Yeah. There was, there was probably like 20 kids on yeah. the stage. Oh my God. Ranging and- from like fucking. Eight years old, maybe like sixteen, and they were all yeah. um, acapella, or, or I guess they were just doing like they like were a... singing the music, yeah, not lyrics or anything, but just music to Christian Cage's entrance music, and hey, and then we were just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, and like on the screens, uh, like after the choir had like done their thing for like thirty seconds, <laughs> his actual music started, and on the big screens, the jumbotrons, uh, he has a countdown from ten down to you know zero. And what's something new that they added? What were complimentary words running across <laughs> the numbers? So it would say like number ten, courageous. Number nine. Loving. Oh, da, da, da. It was God. all these words that contradict who he actually is and what he yeah. actually does. And it was just, it was great. Um, Rick, I, we should also mention too, Rick Flair got his own entrance. Um, oh, it was great. Got a pretty good standing ovation and stuff, um, despite mixed feelings of, of people uh, liking or disliking that he's with AEW. You know, he's got his own personal... Um, problems that he's had in the past you know uh throughout his career but um the match was overall really cool darby sting and let's just say edge for now um i thought edge died no he's alive he's doing really well (laughs) 
Yeah, he's he's uh he's good, man. <laughs> I mean, he does look a little, you know, aged, but yeah, he still and he looks, looks a lot he looks a lot better now than when he had his comeback run with uh, WWE. Yeah, back then he had like long hair and the kind his of cheeks are so sunken in. Yeah, he just looks like a crazy hobo with long hair. Yeah, but he has hair like mine now, like it's about this nice length. and cut. Yeah, yeah, his beard ain't crazy mm. either. Um, but anyways, their entrance was really fucking cool because you had uh, a spotlight aiming downward and you saw one black baseball bat, another. Um, so they met at like this, you know, 90 degree mm-hmm. angle and then another baseball bat coming down the center. Um, and that, that that was the uh, Stings baseball bats. And they all had one and they were all like in black and white, you know, gear and uh, big trench coats or whatever. Sting had one half of his face painted. Like Darby, left side. Yeah, Darby had his right side painted, and then Sting had his full, full face, face painted. It was just great. so fucking cool. Like yeah. It was like, what a moment. Yeah. And, of course, Sting is going to retire in January, so it's like... And they were making a big deal about it, too. Like, this is Sting's last match in California. You know, he had his son at ringside behind the commentator's booth. Um, there was a lot of also actors and famous people at this oh, paper. Yeah, like was... they showed Steve-O, yeah, Ken, um, I always Ken heard... Jong. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So long, gay boys. Yes. <laughs> you know, the guy from the hangover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's a, and Will Sasso impersonator, uh, guy was there. Um, he was on mad TV and shit. Um, and then I, I, I couldn't paint. I cannot remember the guy's name, but he was an American gladiator. He also did stunt work for Sting at some point or another, or was like a, a double during yeah. the WCW days. He like I don't remember what the angle was, um, but he was also in Mortal Kombat Two or Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He played Mortaro. Um, anyway, he was there. He hugged Sting after the match. Uh, it was a really good match. Good guys won. Um, a lot of teasing between Edge and Christian. Um, no real physical contact happened between them, yeah. which is good because you want to build up that tension and and want to see them get at it. But you're going to have to save that for a very big moment. I mean, yeah, the only thing is the way Christian Cage did it, though, just every time he did it, Made him look like a bigger and bigger bitch. But that's great heel work, you know? I mean, yeah, you're right, but still looks like a bitch. So after this match, um, Tony Schiavone was on the ramp with ref uh, Bryce Remsburg and called out representatives of Bullet Club Gold, the guns. Um, Instead, Switchblade Jay White came out. uh, Tell them, old man, said Jay White. So, anyways, yeah, apparently there was a stipulation to where if MJF couldn't defend his championship, it would default go or be awarded to Jay White, which doesn't make any sense in my personal opinion because if, like in the UFC, for example, if a champ can't defend the belt, nine times out of ten, the match gets rescheduled for another fight, another date, or whatever. Um, Sometimes, though, like I think it was last weekend – um, John Jones couldn't defend the heavyweight title uh, because of a serious injury, so he had to vacate the title. 
See, like if it's something like a major in- injury where they know he's going to be out for months upon months, possibly over a year, that's understandable. Yeah. They got to keep the show going. But if it's an injury that they're like, all right, we need to find out, you know, or it looks like it's going to be something that's like a few weeks. Yeah. Fuck it. Reschedule. Another day. Yeah. Another yeah. time. Um, so right when they were about to award Jay White the AEW heavyweight title, Adam Cole came out and was like, nope, I'm going to fight. And he's like on his crutches in a foot in a boot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to take on Jay White in the main event. Da, 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 da. And so it was made official. A lot of people online are complaining that that had happened. Because they're like, what? He couldn't defend the tag team belts with MJF in the pre-show, but he got medically cleared all of a sudden to fight in the main event? Yeah. I have my thoughts on that. And we'll talk about that when we get to the main event. Okay. Um, so anyways, the that match had been set for the main event. And then next up, we had AEW International Championship, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy uh, versus Blackpool Combat Club's John Moxley. This was a pretty good match. Yeah, this was a pretty good match. Um, Orange Cassidy, like, he got taken two pretty much right in the beginning. But I want to say, like, after about, like, five minutes, it was all Cassidy. And he was just, like after John Moxley and it was like really violent very opposite his character gimmick yeah it looked like he was out for vengeance yeah I mean he really was um I thought Moxley was going to get the belt 100% thought he was going to um but I call it though yeah called it (laughs) but um (laughs) Orange Cassidy ended up retaining and I'm excited to see where they're going to go now with Orange Cassidy and his character because he does have more of an edge to him, although he is that kind of like cool guy who doesn't really care about shit. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Anyway. That's something that's going to make me want to tune in to Dynamite to see what's going to happen. So it's going to be his new thing is basically going to be freshly squeezed extra pulp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after that, we had AEW Women's World Championship match. Hikaru Shida, the champion, versus Timeless, Tony Storm. Um, I'm not going to lie, this match kind of sucked. Yeah. It was lackluster. I mean, look, at anything professional wrestlers do in the wrestling ring is extreme. It's dangerous. Definitely. You feel everything. You feel everything, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it still sucked because of the antics within the match. Like, Tony Storm didn't win clean. She was cheating. Uh, you know, her, her tray that had, like, her shoes and shit? Like, she had stuff, uh, I think it was the metal tray, on the backside of her uh, trousers. Mm-hmm. You know how she does the sweet cheek music. Yeah. So she runs across the ring while the opponent is sitting down in the turnbuckle. Yeah, like she runs full her. speed, turns around at the last second, throws her ass out right into the the head of her opponent, causing severe whiplash. Honestly, that move alone is brutal. Yeah. But like the items in her 
and her pants were like slipping down and stuff. It just, it did not work. And I'm tired of seeing Hikaru Shida being treated like a transitional champion. Where they're like, we don't have any major plans for anyone to be champ right now, so we're going to put the belt on you. And you'll kind of carry the title for a little bit, and then we're going to give it to somebody else after, yeah. after you. And they've done that to her twice now. And I'm fucking tired of it. Like, she's worth more than just being a transitional champ. Yeah, like, you know, she has a she has a, a pretty good fan, I mean, a wrestling style that's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Unlike Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm is is pretty basic, all things considered. There's nothing that really stands out that wows me whenever she gets in the ring, other than the sweet cheek music. Yeah, I mean, but you can only do that like once or twice in a match. Yeah, because you know I, mean, I mean, honestly, that that yeah, could like, definitely really hurts. That could break someone's neck. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That move could literally break somebody's neck. Um, Tony Storm won. She got her flowers, you know, and this and that. Um, her, her whole gimmick is the 1950s Hollywood starlet, you know, so well, it's more like the 1950s Hollywood harlot. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real. Um, her motto is chin up, tits out and watch for the shoe because she throws shoes at people. Oh my God. And it's funny. She says tits out because she's like, not even an a cup. She flat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like. Maybe it's part of the joke, or maybe it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not body shaming here. I'm just saying. Like, I don't get it. Um. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So this was noteworthy. Um, Eddie Kingston was backstage getting interviewed by Rene Paquette after his uh, Ring of Honor title defense. He and Mark Briscoe have been entered into the Continental Classic Tournament, which is taking place starting this Wednesday and culminating... I believe at um, Revolution next year in January. Okay. Um, they have both entered into the tournament. It is a twelve-man round robin tournament, and Eddie Kingston put both of his belts up on the line in that oh, tournament. Oh shit! And apparently, they're all they're going to unify the belts or something in this tournament. It's a little convoluted, but um, the Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Lock says bee stings. <laughs> More like mosquito bites, bro, but hey. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, they're going to combine the Ring of Honor world title, the New Japan Strong world title, and something. Because they called it a triple crown, and they were going to combine. I don't know. I need to listen to the the media scrum again, the, the post, you know, uh, pay-per-view media scrum. But anyways... Uh, he says, I want to put the New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship and the Ring of Honor World Championship on the line in each of my matches in the tournament. Let's make this the biggest and best tournament in pro wrestling. So does that mean like the Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong are combining or something? I don't know. I don't know. I have to listen because Tony Khan said something about making a triple crown championship. Like whoever wins the tournament also wins the continental championship. So I don't know if wow. that's like making it like I have to Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. You know how in um WWE how they have the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship? I think that might be AEW's way of doing that. 
Which, I mean, it makes more sense. Intercontinental and continental. Yeah, it makes know? more sense. Which, it's funny that WWE even has an intercontinental one when they don't fucking partner with anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking exactly. stupid. Exactly. Um, so anyways, next up was the AEW World Tag Team Championship ladder match with uh, Big Bill and Absolute Ricky Starks, who are the tag team champs, versus FTR, versus LFI. Versus Kings of the Black Throne. I'll admit, I really wasn't paying too much attention during this match. Me neither. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, that's a complaint I had about Saturday's gathering. Was too many fucking people talking during the pay-per-view. I put money down into this. You didn't. Tony didn't. Sammy didn't. Angie didn't. I did. Hmm. Like... I paid for the pay-per-view. Yeah. And everyone's just fucking talking their heads off about politics and this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, this is $50 that I just spent that I'm not going to get back. That I'm only going to get through my enjoyment of watching this Mm pay-per-view. I probably got $30 out of that $50 this time around. You know, normally when we have everyone over and watching the pay-per-views and stuff, everyone's watching. There might be side conversations going on, but this time it was just like, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Not only is it my wedding anniversary and y'all are chatting your heads off about other shit that we're, you know, like we're here to celebrate our wedding anniversary. We invited you guys over, you know, but then... We paid for the pizza. We paid for the pay-per-view. We paid for the snacks. We paid for the drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, our wedding anniversary, and we threw the party, and we spent all the money. Should be the opposite. No offense, bro. But I was like, I missed out on, like, three matches because everyone kept having fucking conversations and shit. So anyways, can't really say much about this. Uh, the tag team champs retained. Um, moving on. We had the TBS championship match between Chris Statlander, who's the women's champion, uh, versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue. Uh, this was one of those other matches where I was kind of in and out of it because a lot of people were talking. But I did see some spots in this match that looked pretty brutal. Um this is one of those matches where it pissed me off because of the of who won. Oh, Julia Hart. Yeah. yeah. So Julia Hart ended up winning the title off of Chris Statlander. Uh, it was basically though through a pin steal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Statlander was pinning Sky Blue at the end of the match. You know, Chris Statlander is like a giant amongst uh, toddlers in the women's division. She's a powerhouse. <laughs> She's she's got a great offensive um, uh, repertoire, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. she's got a lot of great thunderous moves. One of her um, favorite moves to do is like the blue thunder bomb, um, and, and so on and so forth. It's a spinning um, body slam, so to speak. Yeah, um, she did great, and she was I think at the two count with Sky Blue, and Julia Hart ended up kicking her, doing something to her. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but um, she ended up pinning Sky Blue for the win. So, 
it just it felt like a cheap win to me. yeah so like and that's the thing too right is that's how they kind of do this so it protects chris statlander because she didn't get pinned she didn't lose yeah and that's the prop that that's the the thing with the the triple threat or four-way matches and stuff is um the champs don't have to be involved to lose the belts yeah so that's the gambit in the in the the gamble there um let's see Next, okay, so we'll go ahead and stop the audio recording and restart right now. All right, and we are back. And real quick, once again, shout out to our sponsors, Hub Daddy Store. Head on over to hubdaddystore.com where they supply great scenting, uh, great scented bar soaps, amazing scented sweet candy cane holiday candles and that candle right there folks is perfect because not only does it give you a sweet smelling candy cane scent to fill up the holiday aroma in your home but once that candle's all burnt out you can rinse out that mug and use it for your hub daddy coffee they've got great deals going on right now and to make it even better We'll give you guys the code MUSTACHE10. Use code MUSTACHE10 mustache at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. So head on over to HubDaddyStore.com today. Alrighty. That's a great fucking uh, code right there. Yeah. Now I feel like stuck though, because I'm like, what if I want to shave it? <laughs> not going to lie, there's been temp- temptation to get rid of it. Oh, anyways, moving on down the card. Um, Will Ospreay has signed a deal to be full-time with AEW. Huge news. This is, it's, it's not going to lie. It's major. This could be like a whole topic on its own and it really should be. But, um, the long and short of it is he's still contracted with new Japan pro wrestling up until February. Oh, okay. And once he's done with that contract, he will be full-time AEW. Wait, so he doesn't have a non-compete with... Uh, like, that's kind of weird. No, because he's letting his contract expire. Mm. He's not going to re-sign. You only have a, nine, a non-compete if you get, like, terminated from your contract. Or you, like, yeah. cut it off early yourself. But, no, no, you you can't cut it off early. That's you, yeah. in pro wrestling. You're labeled as an independent contractor, but you're literally not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ass backwards. Um. So next up, okay, this was um, this is a major match, uh, the Texas Death Match between Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Whew. This one. Yeah, this one. Um, Damn. I don't want to, st- again, I, f- I just kind of want to, I don't want to run through it, but I want to run through it. Um, most violent Damn. pro wrestling match I've ever seen. This was the most brutal, unhinged, bloody, unscripted, violent match I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. And it's coming from... Two dudes you wouldn't expect. Like, mm. you'd think... 
I would expect it out of Hangman. If you had, if you had listened to the commentary, um, before the match had started, uh, they had said that Hangman was undefeated in Texas Deathmatch matches. Mm-hmm. That's his style. That's his fucking. When Hangman is given no limitations, he is all fucking nuts and brutal and hardcore and not in like the cheap indie wrestler way, Mm -hmm. like breaking glass tubes and, and doing all the fucking shock and horror for shock and horror's sake. It's all like meticulous. You know what I mean? Um, Hangman to me is like two adjustments away from being the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> For real. They they both wear the fucking vests. They're both, you know, like fucking hell yeah and drinking beer and you know, badassery. It's just Hangman is the millennial Steve Austin. Because there's a lot of storylines with him and depression and anxiety and stuff like that. So, but this one was just fucking mm, chef's kiss (laughs) other than the outcome. I was not happy with the outcome was look, I don't know what it is and it's not Swerve's heel work. I just don't like Swerve. Yeah, no, like, he's got a face I could punch for fucking infinity and beyond. <laughs> there is... An, I don't care if he's, like, the nicest guy around, backstage, this and that. I don't like him. I, I don't mean, like him. For me, it's like if... I don't know. Like, him as a personal... Like, knowing him personally is completely different. Him as Swerve Strickland, strictly speaking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him either. The thing is, I can say if he truly is a good person outside of AEW, yeah, then fucking a much respect to the fucker because he makes me hate him. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and like him and his clique do a really good job at that. They like especially like Prince Nana and his stupid fucking dance oh that he does God. and shit, like. I don't fucking want that shit in my pro wrestling. <laughs> if I want that shit, I'll tune into WWE. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. In AEW, I want the best in-ring work. Because AEW started off as being sports-centric. Yeah. With the rankings, so on and so forth. If you want to know more, listen to our last episode uh, titled How to Fix AEW. Um. We went pretty in depth in that. Yeah, about three and a half hour conversation. Well, three hour. We'll say three hour conversation on that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, or maybe two and a half. Um, Total uh, episode length was like three hours and thirty some odd minutes. Almost four. Yeah, Yeah. but anyways, um, personal feelings of Strickland aside, Swerve aside. I don't know how Swerve could have made that kind of comeback after the damage dealt. Like, suspension of disbelief and all that applied. 
I still don't get it. Because Hangman literally drained Swerve nearly of a fucking quarter of his blood. Dude, I'm pretty sure that fucker went to the hospital. Absolutely. Immediately after. Absolutely. Like, they had an ambulance fucking... I mean... Ready to go. I don't know if he showed up at the media scrum or not, but... um, Bloodiest match I've ever seen. And that's saying something because that Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks match, was it last year? Yeah. It was was year. bloody. Bruh, fucking. With the thumbtack Nikes and shit. Dude, like, I mean, Swerve was drenched in blood. Like, it was literally drenched. There was a point in the match, it was early on, too, where Hangman had already cut open Swerve, like, horribly. Mm-hmm. And Hangman got under Swerve as he was bleeding. And just, ah. Mouth open. And then did the whole Triple H, like, spitting water, but it was spitting blood. Yeah. Up, maybe you see this fucking pink cloud. Yeah. Or red cloud, whatever it was. And I was like, holy shit, it's like, it's like what it looks like when you play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, like the right. fucking Sega Genesis. Dude, that was fucking wild. Yeah. Like, this man literally... I'm sorry, podcast only listeners, but if you you'd have to have watched that to see, it was literally what I'm about to do. It's like yeah, grabbed his head and just like as white as his mouth could go, just, like going under a soda uh, fountain. Yeah, yeah. And but the thing is, like there was just that much blood dripping too, where it looked like a fucking. It wasn't blood. dripping; it was pouring. Yeah, yeah, like. You could see it was in Swerve's eyes. There was some points where they slowed the match down a little bit because you could tell like neither one of them could really see too much. Yeah. Um, there was broken glass involved. There was one fucking spot when they showed it again. And in slow-mo, <laughs> Swerve had a barbed wire folding chair, metal yeah. folding chair, covered and wrapped in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Hit Hangman Adam Page in the back with it. One fucking lone, I don't know what you would call it, like rung of barbed wire decided to, oh yeah, decided to leave oh, where it was on the God. chair. And as the impact just... happened and the whip motion happened, it left the chair and went around and hooked onto. Hangman's, um, at face. Hangman's face, and it was like perfectly diagonally across his face, right? Th- oh, it, there was a barb that nearly missed his eye, yeah, and then another barb that was in his mouth, yeah. It, it was... was the gnarliest fucking thing. And for them to show, like, normally, you know, when you see a replay, it's like just ba boom boom, right. Yeah. They fucking slow-moed that shit all the way through. Yeah. And you know for a fact, too, like, WWE is notorious for this. They'll show something in slow-mo and then speed it up to normal right when something, right when the action happens. Yeah. To sh- to, to hide the, the fakeness of yeah. it. You know, the, the non-contact of it. Um, it was just fucking brutal. Yeah, no, and this it one... Was- you oh my God. see, like, it kind of, like, grabbed onto his face a little bit. It did. Yeah. It did. And then Man, you could cool. see, like, the wince in his face. Like, again, 
He is so lucky it missed his eye. Right? So that was like Guardian Angel going like, no. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, whew. Um, Of course, being Texas Deathmatch, no rules. So Prince Nana came out with um, Brian Cage, you know, the walking fucking roid factory. Um, he came in. Beat up Hangman for a quick second. Ended up causing a perfect distraction for Swerve to eventually get the win. Hangman didn't lose clean. Swerve didn't win clean. So I'm kind of wondering now, like, okay, look at, like, Swerve is up 2-0 to zero now. He got the win at Wrestle Dream. Got the win here. Are you really going to bury Hangman like that? Especially with that fucking... The home, home invasion storyline? Yeah. Like, are you really going to make him look like a bitch? Like that? Mm-hmm. Or, like, because here's the conundrum. Like, okay, you could do a third match, have Hangman win. He's still down one to two. Normally, you do these things in trilogies. Winner of the third match typically gets the push. But they're trying to push Swerve. So you see the conundrum there. Yeah. You know, it's like no one really wins that third match. So, like, because he lost Dirty, it leaves room to set up another one. I mean, unless you're going with, like, a best of, you know, best of seven type thing situation. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to see seven matches of of them going at it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a very weird situation. And even in like and like look at here's here's the thing too, okay? Swerve doesn't do shit that wows me in the ring. Not really. No. Like he does have some pretty cool top rope moves. But it's not something um unique. El Hijo uh Vikingo does better. Yeah, it's or not, it's or not Will unique. Ospreay does better or yeah. fucking you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. I don't know. I think he's overhyped. Um, anyways, moving on, we have the tag team upper or tag team title opportunity match versus oh okay. So here's the stipulation. You have the Golden Jets, which is Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. There's uh, two things online here or on the line here. Um, the Young Bucks hold a tag team title opportunity. Um, so if the Golden Jets won, they got that tag team title opportunity. Now, if the Young Bucks won, the Golden Jets have to break up. That did not happen. Yeah. The was- Golden Jets won Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. I did not notice this, but this is the first line. Here it says Don Callis joined the commentary team for this match. Oh, I didn't notice that either. I didn't notice that either. Granted, yeah. when Don Callis, because he's joined the commentary before, mm-hmm. and it's weird because whenever he joins a commentary, he's very different the way he talks. Yeah, he's very calm mm-hmm. and very like you know just it just sounds like he fits in with the the the, the guy. Yeah, the only way you would know is because he kind of talked like this, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're like really invested in the match, 
it's kind of hard to you know like pick that pick up on yeah especially if you don't know what he sounds like all the night right so young bucks are on a heel turn right now and it was very obvious because they delivered several low blows to Mm. kenny omega and chris jericho yeah i mean like straight fucking you might as well call the move you know the the whole package because they hit everything (laughs) and there was a there was a moment too during that where not only did they go up from behind and hit the junk on jericho uh i can't remember which one which one of the jacksons it was um but he like rubbed his arm back and forth too while it was up in the fucking crotch i think it was the one with the receiving hairline uh nick jackson yeah okay yeah like there was a lot of good offense here. And there was a moment, too, where Kenny looked to do a V-trigger on a downed Chris Jericho and, like, betray his teammate yeah. or his best friends. But it was a fucking psych-out, and he hit it on Matt Jackson instead. Yeah. I, I mean, re- I remember you were like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, what? No way! <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm not ready for a, a Kenny heel turn yet, you know? Um Overall, it was a pretty good match. You know, there was a lot of um, standard Young Bucks flair with super kicks, uh, V-trigger parties. Um, but Kenny Omega ended up getting Nick Jackson, I believe it was, in the... Um... God, they look so much alike. Like, the only difference I can tell... Like, the only way I can tell them apart is the hairline. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who that um, came Kenny Omega got Nick Jackson in the one winged angel one. And when that happened, I was like, Oh shit, it, it's over. Cause no one is kicked out of the one winged angel in Kenny's entire career. Really? It is one of the most protected finishers ever. I thought what? that in like the, the undertaker's tombstone pile driver. I thought will Ospreay. No. No? No. Will Ospreay did that to Kenny, and Kenny kicked out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So now, you know, the Golden Jets have the title opportunity. And immediately after this match, the Young Bucks threw, like, the biggest fucking hissy fit around the ring. Slamming chairs, destroying the tables and stuff. Like, I get it. You know, somebody that you're really close friends with beat you yeah with you know in a tag team against somebody you don't like exactly fucking understand that That, yeah that would suck misery loves company right that's what the young bucks are going through right now and i'm not gonna lie i I don't feel like the dust has settled with don Callis and kenny omega and jericho and with don Callis being on commentary I think he's going to get the Young Bucks. Don't say that. I think Don't so. Don't say that. I think it's going to happen, dude. What, 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 what was that shit? It's like, uh, don't put that e- don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no. Yeah. Damn, no. Fuck that. All right. So um, let's see here. How much time do we have left on the audio? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, we have the main event with... Um, Adam Cole subbing in for MJF versus Jay White. 
AJK, yo, what is up? We are running down uh, Full Gear's pay-per-view. Well, actually, I should say AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view. Yeah, there you go. That's better, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I've got pressure on my bladder and I have to pee, you know? But uh, not thinking straight. Fuck it. Let's just... All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to pause audio in uh, three, two, one. And we're back. And real quick, once again, before we end this podcast, shout out to the HubDaddyStore.com, this show's sponsor. Head on over to HubDaddyStore.com and use code MUSTACHE10 to get yourself 10% off your order. They've got amazing handcrafted soaps, an amazing, delicious, dark and medium roasted blended coffee. And not only that, but they've got great mugs, great merch, and great candles. Not only that, you can get a candle in a mug. That's right. They've got a candy cane scented holiday mug that looks completely different than their standard mugs. And once that candle's all burnt out, you can rinse it out and use that mug for your Hub Daddy coffee. So once again, shout out to our sponsors at HubDaddyStore.com. Use code MUSTACHE10. Ching! To get yourself 10% off your order. All right. So <laughs> now that that's out of the way, it's main event time. All right. This is for the War AEW World Championship between Adam Cole and Bullet Club Gold Switchblade Jay White. I'm just going to read the notes here from AEW Direct. It says, Adam Cole came to the ring on crutches. Jay White was introduced and walked to the ring with the guns by his side. Justin Roberts announced Adam Cole as representing MJF. <laughs> this is going to be a massacre, said Taz. <laughs> and, and like in true Taz fashion, he'd be like, this is going to be a massacre. Like, what is Adam Cole thinking? You know, like, so. <laughs> oh, man. This was just, it was great because, okay, remember how, hold on, let me take a sip here. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking six ways from Tuesday here. Hold on. Make up your mind. <laughs> All right, you know what, I'm going to take a hit of the bait. Oh, my God. He's got to really oil up the gears. Okay, For full so, earlier, there was a plot hole, right? Where it was like, why can Adam Cole fucking wrestle in the main event, but he wasn't cleared for the fucking tag team match? Great point, yes. Yeah, yeah, I told you we'd come back around to it. <sighs> yeah, I hate when podcasts fucking say, oh, we'll get to that later on, and then they never fucking get to it. <laughs> I, we, are better than that. Baby! <laughs> yes! Anyways... Uh, so, plot hole explained by yours truly. Okay, so look. There's someone masquerading around as the devil in mm -hmm. MJF's mask, right? Not once did we see an interruption from the devil during this pay-per-view. Why, you might ask? Because Adam Cole was present during the pay-per-view the entire time. 
the entire time he was there. All the other times this shit's happened, Adam Cole's been off screen. Or they'll show him in a video call. Also, I think it was during Wrestle Dream, they were sitting in front of lockers. Mm -hmm. And Adam Cole was sitting in front of the locker that had the devil mask hanging in the background. Okay. Now, on top of that, once Adam Cole was in the ring, he tossed the crutches. I mean, he was kind of like, you know. Yeah, you know, tossed the crutches. Okay? After that, look at fucking tinfoil hat me for all I know, okay? But MJF drove down in that fucking ambulance, right? Yeah. Which was fucking wild on its own. It was wild and illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine MJF at the hospital like, get the fuck off of me! I'm going to the fucking match! He's fucking punching nurses and doctors and fucking, you know, you know, going fucking crazy, you know? Um, the look on, on Adam Cole's face was that of surprise, shock, disappointment. Because I genuinely think in that moment, kayfabe-wise, Adam Cole was about to reveal himself to not being injured and to getting his title opportunity right then, right there. And he didn't have to hurt MJF directly to do it. Because I do think there is a genuine friendship level to this. And Adam Cole is doing everything he can as the devil to deter uh, MJF from having to defend it one-on-one versus him or having a, a direct reveal, maybe. Yeah. You know? But, again, tinfoil hat, right? <laughs> Now, there's the other plot hole to that plot hole, which says, okay, so what, Tony Khan is in on it too? Yes, he is. Of course they'd go. AJK says chef's kiss. Yeah. Now, check this out. <laughs> let me let me, let me me uh, run through this here. Right now, in the kayfabe realm, there's a lot of people after MJF. Pretty damn... Much yeah. the entire fucking roster. I mean, his belt has been stripped from him for like a month or so with um, oh. Jay White taking it, stealing it, right? Yeah. Tony Khan could have been like, no! Give MJF his fucking title back. You work for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He never did it. Here's another thing. Okay? And another one. <laughs> fucking DJ no. Khaled. We the best, right? So anyways, so you got that, right? Tony Khan could do that at any point in time. Never did. Samoa Joe comes out, drops the Ring of Honor World Championship. Or no, the television world uh, the television championship for Ring of Honor. He beats Keith Lee, defends the belt successfully, puts it on the ground and says, I don't want it anymore. I'm after Max's title. 
I want a rematch with Max. Hmm. And then fucking, so you got Jay White doing this shit, Samoa Joe doing that shit, and then Wardlow coming back out of nowhere. Has a couple of squash matches, and on his wrist tapes, you see MJF written on it. You can't really necessarily see it out until AEW wants you to see it. <laughs> and then once that happens, he, he gets his vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know? And he tells Max... he he. There was one episode of Dynamite where he puts Max up against the wall. And is like, I'm going to get you. And you're not going to know when. You're not going to know where. But when I do, I'm going to take everything from you. You know? And MJF, rightfully so, or not right, Wardlow has rightful vengeance geared towards MJF. Not only for being his fucking lackey under contract, but also MJF pretty much fucking screwed Wardlow out of his moment. Um, I think it was during like Double or Nothing last year. Um, MJF almost flew back fucking home. He had a flight booked to go back home and no show the whole event. He didn't show up to his scheduled fan signing. Really? Like bunch of shit, bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then MJF pretty much worked a uh, squash match with Wardlow. Wardlow beat him. Dun, da, da, dun, dun, real quick, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now listen, MJF had a scorched earth promo against Tony Khan. I think you remember because that was the one that like Brittany always refers to with his like head almost exploding. (laughs) And he was like cussing out Tony Khan, calling him a mark and this and that. And there was a ton of bleeps. And that was the one night where uh, Warner Brothers discoveries important people were at the show. Yeah, I remember that now. So you have all these fucking people who have something against MJF all working together. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not even working together, but just all against him. Just How wild is it after all that? And look, this is not me reaching. I'm not doing fucking yoga here. I'm not Dalsim in Street Fighter 2 here, okay? This is not a reach. How hard is it to think, yeah, Tony Khan has a reason to be in on it too. Fuck that guy. He embarrassed him on national television. Right. Like, fucking buried him on television. It's a contract year for AEW with television. With contract rights and, you know, uh, broadcast rights and so on and so forth. Yeah, let's fucking screw this guy. Let's get pretty boy Adam Cole the fucking title. Let's fucking, you know, get rid of MJF and that image and this and that. So who's to say Tony Khan didn't, uh, or was, who's to say Tony Khan was not aware of MJ or uh, Adam Cole's current injury status, quote unquote. And was just like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to wrestle the fucking other one. And yeah, we'll clear you for for the main event. Why? Oh, because you're not actually injured. Yeah, that's why. It's all look. It's a long, long rabbit hole, and it, it sounds a little convoluted. 
and stuff. And I tried my best to convey it in the easiest digestible way. But look, pro wrestling is also very soap opera. Oh, yeah. Very soap <laughs> oh, opera. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, soap, it's, opera. it's soap opera yeah. with fucking stunt work when it's done the absolute best. Yeah. And I think if it all goes down the way I said it went down, is going down. Chef's kiss. Fucking sign it, seal it, deliver it. We'll just have to wait and see. But hey, does does it sound like I had a tinfoil hat on while I said all that shit? Or does it sound logical? I mean, so in, in kayfabe. So far, it's pretty. I mean, it's it's within reason. It really is. Because I mean, if especially oh, look. and not to mention too, during that fucking main event, Adam Cole, while MJF was fucking hurt like a son of a gun, Adam Cole kept telling MJF to dive out of the ring, do a dive, do this, do that. He was constantly trying to make MJF weaken himself more and more. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> AJK says, which feeds into the recent dirt sheet that WWE believes MJF quietly re-signed with AEW until 2027. We'll just have to see how things play out. Just saying. Look at I was chatting along with um, What Culture's uh, live review of this today mm-hmm. when they were live um, earlier this morning which would be like mid-afternoon their time because they're in England. Um, I voiced this shit out. People were telling me I was reaching. And I was like, no, the people that are reaching are the people that are saying um, CM Punk is the devil. Okay, that's a reach. Because that guy was fucking fired with cause. Like literal legal action. Yeah. That, That shit is public information. Court files and all that shit are public information. You can't fucking... You can't fake court files. No. It's like legally speaking, no. you can And then also, that. too, it's like, why would you... Why would you tank Collision's ratings on Saturday nights... For one. For a fucking storyline. Right. For one dude. During a negotiation year. Exactly. And then the same people are also saying like, oh, CM Punk's going to show up at WWE Survivor Series this weekend because it's in Chicago. He's not. He's not. They're going to have the audience in Chicago no matter what. Mm -hmm. They might have a slightly less audience, but if anything, if the people are, you know, fucking level-headed at all, They'd realize how much of a piece of shit Punk has been. Yeah. And like, I I got kudos for that on the What Culture uh, live chat and whatever. Like, oh yeah, finally you say something we can agree agree on and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. Look, what I'm saying is it's it's not a reach. The new pay-per-view, brand new for this year, is called World's End. Or World, yeah, World's End. Whose world's going to end? MJF's. He has everyone coming at him. And they're not hiding it. They're doing, you know, independent vignettes and and fucking 
interviews and stuff all about MJF. The thing is, you've watched plenty of fucking wrestling. You've seen how storylines play out. You know how they write this shit. You can call it out with a 90% accuracy. Some, well, yeah, 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 90. Because sometimes it's a total fucking yeah. like surprise and shock and stuff. But it's still within the realm of possibilities yeah. that you've, you know, pretty much called out. Right. Exactly. So, I, I don't see a giant glaring pot, uh, plot hole the way others are with this whole Adam Cole being able to wrestle in the main event and stuff. You've connected the dots. You see where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Like from from a skeptic's point of view. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's always a possibility that something else completely different could happen. Yeah. But it's very rare when in this style of writing, especially for wrestling, for them to go outside of formula. Yeah. And to AJK's point um, about the whole dirt sheets believing, you know, MJF has re-signed quietly. Look at MJF's promos and previous media scrums because after whenever we do a pay per view, right? What do we do? Watch media scrum. Yeah, immediately after. Um, MJF has nothing but like glowing things to say about AEW. Yeah, he's always like, you know, I'm the face of this company. I want to see this company thrive, etc., etc. Those um, quotes alone aren't something that screams war of 2024. Yeah. I think what will happen is MJF's going to lose a belt to Samoa Joe at World's End. He'll do his little war of 2024 gimmick. He'll go away for maybe a month and then show back up. But then... But devil stuff sprinkled in. Okay. Maybe the devil is revealed at World's End as well. But the thing is, whenever the devil is revealed, and I'm and if I'm right, and if it is Adam Cole, it's going to be a major heartbreak fucking moment for MJF. And it's going to be probably AEW's very first moment that storyline wise makes people cry because it's going to convey real harsh i can relate to that kind of backstabbery um emotions out of people yeah and you're going to get those people who are like oh told you so look i might be right and if i am right i'm not going to come on a podcast and be like Fucking told you so, weebs, blah, 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 blah. You fucking stupid marks, blah, blah, blah. I was right all along. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like JD from NY or fucking uh, critics on what culture or whatever. I'm just going to be like, that was amazing. I fucking called it, but that was fucking great. You know, like, yeah, because I mean, when you watch a movie or when you read a book and you're able to like, you know, see the foreshadowing mm-hmm. ahead of time. It's really rare when you're actually able to catch on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're able to hide it. 
But if you're able to catch catch on to it in the beginning, yeah. when it actually happens, you're like, bravo. So there's a a, a, a tree cool or what, what a three cool. There you go, three cool of movies that are based on books. Um, the first one's called Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. The second one's called Murder on the Nile. And the third one that just came out earlier, well, what, fucking October, was um, Haunting in Venice. And they're all three uh, murder mysteries centering around this um, retired detective. But they're all, like, between, like, 1930 to 1950. Okay. Excuse me. I was able to decipher the um villains or murders in one two and three upon first viewing okay before the halfway mark in the first movie it was the entire train murdered this one guy bam okay yeah the second one i thought it was a glaring obvious you know thing the third one was uh where they introduced um hold on i need to look at the time here okay they introduced uh maybe this is supernatural maybe it wasn't a straight up murder but i was like no it's the mom (laughs) you know i was like but i will say though that they did leave room for it to be like well how did he hear those voices yeah. Couldn't have just been this one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I'm saying is I pick up on context clues when they're left along. And AEW is very good at leaving you context clues when they are on their shit with long-term storytelling. When they're on their shit with that shit. God, fucking idiot. <laughs> When they're on their shit <laughs> with long-term storytelling. Don't worry. Yeah. You're, you're speaking like the rest of us speak. Right. We all speak um, shit. <laughs> they are untouchable. <coughs> like, before CM Punk debuted, mm-hmm. um, Kenny Omega was wearing a shirt that said Chick Magnet. Chick Magnet. Okay. CM. You got that context loop from that? Jesus, man. It's your inner autism. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> AJK says, oh man, as far as game deals go, just picked up WWE 2K23 for 23 bucks. Enjoying it. Yes, and we're actually going to get to that. We, we um, haven't even talked about the main event. It's just been all this stuff circulating around this storyline. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, so the main event. Okay, look at, look at, look at. Hold on. Shut up. Josh, shut up. We have five minutes to discuss the main event before we have to reset the timer. Um, God, we just crossed the two-hour mark. Let's get to this. The main event. What did you think about it in two minutes? Go. All right. I thought the main event was a little bit exaggerated with the whole, you know, crutches situation sure. him driving in with the fucking uh, ambulance 
Because he's like, no, I'm not going to make him fucking do it. You know, mentality. But you know what? That, uh, I will say this. That shit is the best. I love um, episodotic storytelling throughout the episode. I mean, yeah. Like no, WWE right. did that yeah. shit. Or WWF did that shit the best in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Because like that's how you got the whole Stone Cold chasing around fucking um, uh, Booker T. In the fucking grocery store, in the church, in the bingo hall. Yeah. So go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I felt like it was a little exaggerated, but at the same time, you're right, though. It did fit well with the whole episodic type situation. Um, Overall, though, it was a... It was a decent match. Granted, you know, fucking MJF was, quote-unquote, injured. Who knows if he actually was or not. You know, the way they made it oh, look... it's a work. Yeah. It's a work. Yeah. Um... The way fucking Jay White acted, though, straight bitch. Fuck him for that. MJF won, right? I forgot. M- yeah. yeah, MJF yeah. retained, bro. Come on. Yeah, it, I don't know. Get with it. I, at that point, I was kind of intoxicated. <laughs> we all were. <laughs> I just remember being like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of false finishes. Yeah, no, there was. Can I take over? I'm just going to say... Go ahead. Match was pretty good to watch. Okay. So there were a couple of moments too where Adam Colt within that match, like when he put the ring down for MJF to get to use as a weapon, he just placed it right in front of him. During that match, I don't know if you remember me hearing go like, throw it to him. What are you doing? He's hurt. He can't fucking just walk over there. Throw it to him. There was a moment too where um, Adam Cole took his Ring of Honor title belt off and was going to give it to MJF to use as a weapon. Jay White walked over and Adam Cole might as well just handed him the belt because Jay White ended up hitting MJF with the title. Yeah. And then went for the pin and I was like, oh my God, no. Look, it's pro wrestling and especially it's AEW. They could fucking do anything. They can be absolutely unpredictable at times. I went five for nine on the night with my guesses of of wins. Yeah. This was the very first time I went absolutely negative um, with my guesses. Because normally I'm fucking 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, those were other signs of like Adam Cole is trying to get MJF absolutely fucking wrecked to yeah. lose that title yeah like you know especially as you're like the more you talk about it like the more you digest it the you and your autism spectrum being able to fucking pinpoint shit like that because i wasn't paying attention to this stuff like that i was just paying attention to the match it's like oh shit this is wild okay bro if you and me were um like, if I was wrestling that match, already hurt, and I was on the ground, halfway across the ring, would you just place that diamond ring? I mean, touche, touche. But in the heat of the moment, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> right. Um, I thought the match was actually really good, because there were a bunch of false finishes. And I also thought, too, and this is a lot of people's uh, criticisms here, and I'm under three minutes here. Um, a lot of people thought, like, 
oh, how MJF's hurt. How can he fucking fight like that? How could he win? Wow, they they really buried Jay White. They made Jay White look like a bitch. No, as a matter of fact, no. Have you ever fucking played a sport? Do you know what adrenaline is? Do you know what fucking adrenaline does to your nervous system? Mm-hmm. Do you know that it can fucking mask pain? Like, yeah, absolutely MJF was in the means of winning that match. Right? Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, he's the champ. He's won t- uh, title match after title match after title match. He is God tier. Okay? He is levels above everyone else. As he says, nobody's on the level of the devil, right? Of course, he is he's level he's a level 10 player. Jay White's a level 8 player. On base alone, MJF outranks him. Hurt, sure, brings him down, but they're still going to protect their ace. Mm-hmm. It's still within the realm of possibility given the realism of the the matter of the fact of adrenaline and and other uh, mental ambitions he is going to find a way to beat him there's been like there was a um the 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 elbow drop off the top rope when mjf did that shit it's like how why would you do that but adrenaline adrenaline plus i mean throughout the match you can tell that there were some you know repercussions to doing some of the shit oh absolutely yeah Yeah. i i give the match a solid like 8.5 out of 10 8.5 out of 10 and i especially love that there was no interference on uh the bullet clubs uh bullet club golds um side of things all right there we go audio podcast we're gonna stop the audio recording in three two Alright guys, that's been it for the audio-only version. We're going to go ahead and keep on cruising down the sales stream of things with our live audience, which you can always catch us at 6.30pm every Monday night, Arizona time, over on the N Squared Podcast YouTube channel. This has been Nerdy Nick. This has been Best Friend Josh. And you can find him deeper, deeper deeper in the sauce i mean if it's that deep you're probably never gonna find me (laughs) he said it himself folks we'll see you later